Hello and welcome to Almost 30. It's Lindsay Krista. And you don't need to be 30 or near it to listen, just FYI. <laughs> it's in our, it's like the subheading yeah, of our, it's the subheading of, of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I just, what was the one? There was a really sweet tweet that was like, I'm almost 40 and I find so much value from almost 30, I you mean. know, so sweet. And there was someone that replied to a camp email, I think a few weeks ago that was like, I'm 19. Is it okay if I join? I know. And I was like, of course. <laughs> my mom was like, just so you know, I'm joining the membership. <laughs> Oh my gosh, please. I was like, let me let me like grab a bundle of things for you, mom, that you can work on. You can do one-on-ones, yes, yes. you and me. You can actually get uh, one-on-one coaching with me But it's yourself. kind of sweet to think about like at every like point in your life, you really, you do need the support. Of course. You do need the resources, the tools. It's going to change and evolve. But like, you know, it's not like just during your 30s, you need... Mm-hmm a community or tools. (laughs) I think about if my, you know, if my mom or where I'm from, like the people, the mothers had a group and you told them even like one sliver. And I don't mean, I'm not saying this patronizingly. I'm saying this like, we have so much access to information. You told them a sliver of what we've like learned where you're like, actually take a breath before responding. Makes such a difference. It's huge. It's huge. We're very lucky that we over time, I'm hopeful, are becoming to be more healed and healed. Mm-hmm. And we even said, we had a conversation with Debbie Brown earlier and it was just really powerful to hear what she's doing with her her kids. Mm-hmm. And this is same with Dr. Axe, what they're doing with their children to raise children that, you know, are as healed as pot, almost just like these perfect little specimens. They're doing just all the most beautiful, thoughtful things with them. Yeah, because I think there's a difference between having kids and being afraid that you're going to maybe make the same mistakes as your parents did or something like that. Oh, yeah. And then the other side of that could be knowing what you experienced as a child and knowing what felt really good and maybe what didn't feel really good. And then trusting yourself, trusting your intuition as you raise your kids mm-hmm. to to be what you needed mm-hmm. as well for them. So... Yeah, Debbie was goals. When she was mm-hmm. saying, she allowed her her son to really be in his feelings and mm-hmm. allow him to feel what he was feeling. And then checking in like the next moment and just being like, okay, how are we feeling now? Mm-hmm. You know, and knowing that like he could be in the feelings, but then also had kind of like a support to step out of that feeling and move on. Mm-hmm. And he... Sweet what was at the end of the day, she does this really beautiful like sing, it's almost like a sing-along. Oh, the af- like it, affirmation. Like affirmation sing-along. Mm-hmm. It's so beautiful. She's like, she, I am strong. I am powerful. His name is like, Quest. Mom so loves me. Dad loves me. Mm-hmm. I love me. Yeah, it was just beautiful. And we were talking to Dr. Axe, who we're so excited to have on the podcast again. It was really powerful to hear what him and Chelsea are doing for their daughter, Arwen, um, as far as like nutritionally to... Um, just really nourish her. And I can only imagine, you know, I'm trying to think of what I ate growing up. Like just formula? Which is not bad, by the way. But <laughs> glue and paint. Yeah, probably. glue and paint. Whatever I ate just when I was little, I'm like, wow, it's just, you're really creating a lot of your energy and cells at that time. So to have like avocado and sweet potato and these really mm-hmm. nourishing foods is just powerful. Yes. When yeah. your brain is developing. He was talking a lot about like the child's microbiome mm-hmm. and how it's so important to to nurture that early on because as we know, the gut is the second brain. And yeah, it was I was like reflecting back. I'm like, hmm, 
okay. Capri Sun wasn't so good Honestly, from my microbiome. Sunny D. Dude, sunny, my, Dude. my mouth waters right now. I was like, <laughs> it was literally like 30 grams of sugar. It was like, here, have some orange juice. Oh, man. With 30, I, I mean, off the walls. Ecto cooler. Gushers. Gush. I used to have two packs of Gushers a I day. I freaking love what Gushers. What are Gushers? Gushers are uh, just a, a small vo- volcano. It's a of- specimen. <laughs> And oh, fruit roll ups, dude. I used to freaking F love roll ups. Loved fruit roll ups. Dunkaroos. I remember we used to have, we were like a diet house, always, of course. Welcome to my brain. And um, <laughs> we used to have wheat thins all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, we used to have wheat thins and triscuits, cereal. So we were like low fat. So it was like cerealville, wheat thins, triscuits. Special K? Did um, you do that? No, nah. we used to do honey bunches of oats. Got it. Oh, that diet. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that he pushes a boat's diet. And um, I'm trying to think. Sandwiches for lunch. We always had like like turkey sandwiches. Uh-huh. Which, dude, I don't. I haven't eaten meat in 10 years, but fucking turkey sandwich is awesome. So good. And also, hey, we're here now. We're healthy. I know. That's you know what, what Justin I mean? always says. <laughs> Uh-oh. When I'm like, oh my gosh, I... Because we were... It was years... It was like maybe a year or so ago. He's like, I want my kids to be able to have McDonald's after their... Little league game. If they hit a home run, I'm like, okay, I'm not opposed. I don't, <laughs> sure, whatever. You can do whatever you want. Who knows if they're going to play sports, whatever. <laughs> but and um, I just said, I'm like, it's just interesting because you don't eat McDonald's and you haven't eaten McDonald's for 10, 15, 20 years. So if you want to feed our kids that, no shame, no shade. People can do whatever they want. Sometimes you got to freaking mm-hmm. feed your kids. But I was just like, I think you should feed your kids what you are feeding yourself at this yes. point. Yeah. When I was visiting Sean over the holiday, he would not let up. He so badly, he, lo- he does love fast food. He so badly wanted to go to White Castle. Damn, and I was like, burger? I was like, wow. I'm like, White Castle's and my, a vibe. And my dad, lo- I grew up, my dad loved White Castle. And like, I actually never liked it when I was was younger. My dad was called bur- it Rat Burger. Rat Burger? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it does look like Rat Burger. But it's Rat Burger. We drove, we took an Uber freaking 35 minutes each way to go to White Castle. And what I just, you crave. And I just looked at him and I was like... You know, the joy that he felt in the moment. And I, you know, I knew he, he, he looked at me. He's like, you know, I'm going to be the one taking our kids to White Castle every Dude, once in a while. And 100%. I was like, mm. It's funny. But, hey, being, I had, the, I had a, a burger. I had a White Castle was it burger. Good? It's one of the most delicious things. No way. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, they make it that fucking for sure. delicious for a reason. None, can, nothing about it is natural except for the sauteed onions, which at that point, I don't even onions. know. <laughs> I can, this is how crazy McDonald's and how palatable it is. I remember I was sitting in the very back seat of my mom's Volvo wagon. The seats faced out. Me and my friend Mandy, after volleyball, I got a little burger and fries and we never ate fast food. My mom yeah. was like such Same. a stickler. So it was our first time getting, and I, I remember where I was, what I was wearing, who I was with, what it tastes like. I can still recall the taste in my brain. That's how palatable that shit yes. is. Yeah. Like I literally still, and the chicken nuggets I still remember. Mm, I was never a chicken but nugget I, I, girl. In ta- high school, I was a Taco Bell girl. Never have had Taco Bell. I was a Taco Bell girl. I used to be like three soft chicken tacos. Wow. Dude. I remember one time we were in like- I can see the brightness of your hair and like- Oh my gosh. The- I was tan. I was Taco Belling. It was uh, a whole vibe. I remember one time we were like, 
it was in college and I was so, we were all so wasted. And one of us bought, this is when I was drinking. And one of us, we bought like 20 tacos or something. And all of us were like <laughs> crushing tacos. And I remember the whole night I was so drunk. I kept reaching in the bag to see if there was more for for probably 40 times. I was just like, I kept reaching. I'm like, maybe this time I can move a fold over of the bag or maybe it's underneath. Or like, I was looking for the taco the entire time. Yo, drunk eating, I, wow. That, that was I a didn't time really drunk life. eat, but if I was with friends, I would. Ooh, I did all the time. All the time. And you you always just... It was the act of doing it for me. I don't mm. even know if I was tasting what I was eating. Of course. I was just like the shoveling and it's like... The restriction. The, the complete... Yeah. The complete just surrender to mm-hmm. this fucking burrito in my face was all I needed. Well, it's almost like you're possessed. You're like, oh, it's this drunkenness that's making me <laughs> want to eat all of these <laughs> Cheetos. You're like, I'm going to forget this tomorrow. Yes. It's like, wow, that Ooh. alcohol made me just totally disrespect my body. <laughs> you know? As it does. But on the other side, you know, here we are now talking to Dr. X. Talking to uh, Dr. X. He has a new book out today, actually. It's called Ancient Remedies. And I I was reading this, you know, before our interview. And this is the type of book that like one I'm keeping in my kitchen because it's it's something that I'm learning from all the time. And there's so much like so much information that you can use right this moment. So whether it's lifestyle, whether it's, you know, cooking, what have you, based on TCM, so Chinese medicine, ancient practices, and based on your particular element. Mm -hmm. So we talked a lot about that in the interview, found out what our elements were. Yeah. And you guys can also figure out what your elements are um, on the book. And what I love about Dr. Axe is it's just such a grounded natural approach to health. And he really gives the power back to people to empower them really to learn about their own body and um, experiment with what works for them. And he's just such a wealth of knowledge. He's always thinking about things holistically, like from a spiritual level, we talk a lot about spirituality from a mental level, and then obviously from like a diet and nutrition level. Um, And in this book, it's really nice too, because there's like a whole list of um, prescriptions for different conditions and prescriptions is almost like even getting in the sun. You know, there's the prescriptions is kind of very flexible in there, but it's powerful for anyone who really wants to get specific about conditions. We talked about PCOS in Mm -hmm. here too. So I know there's a lot of women in our community and, you know, that have been in conversation with us about their PCS journey. So we wanted to make sure that we asked about that. Yeah, PCOS, eczema, Mm -hmm. acne. Yes, we talked about adult Mm -hmm. acne for sure. So I know you're going to love this one. Dr. Axe episodes are always ones that the community goes crazy about. So you can get his book right now, Ancient Remedies. Go to draxe.com. And thank you so much for listening. As always, it means a lot to us. Uh, Just a few things to share with you. We have our Cosmic Elixir that we uh, created with Philosophy. That is a superfood company that we've been using for years. And we're just really proud. This was a fun collaboration. Uh, This is for mood balancing, hormone balancing, and has collagen in it, has hushawu, it has um, makuna, it has vanilla bean. It's just delicious. It has a coconut milk powder base. It's super thick and creamy and Amazing. So go to philosophy.com. That's philosophy with an IE at the end uh, and go to their shop and you'll find the Cosmic Elixir right there.
It's a good one. Thank you guys so much. And we're excited about our new members. So if you guys are part of the new membership, welcome. We had enrollment for that closed on the 31st and we'll open it again in about six months, but I am so excited to learn and grow with you guys. And if you guys haven't seen the new site, almost30.com, it's pretty baller. We're really excited about it. And episodes are out every Tuesday, Thursday. Thanks for subscribing, rating, and reviewing. We appreciate it so much. So much. We'll see you on the other side. See you soon. Bye. Well, I'm really excited to have you. Welcome back to the show, Dr. Axe. Last time we were with you, we were in Nashville. We got to see you in Nashville at the studio, which was beautiful. Kate was there from the team. And um, yeah, it was just so good to be with you. And a lot has changed since then. I know you're a new father, which is incredible. It's been beautiful to see your journey. And we've had a lot of changes in the world and the state of things and what's going on. And a lot of that relates to health and wellness. So I think this is a perfect time, especially to talk to you and then also to talk about you know ancient remedies. I know before this, we were talking about you as a new dad and what a dream it would be to be able to like start from the beginning with feeding your child everything that you wish you would have been fed and everything you've been educated to understand as something that's nourishing to you. So what is your process for incorporating foods in for your daughter and what do you plan on feeding her and why? Yeah, so uh, it, it's been it's been a lot of fun, you know, having a, uh, having a little one. So my daughter, Arwen, she is eight and a half months old. And so my wife and I are just super conscious of, hey, what, what are we putting in her body that's going to best support development? And so one of the things that I know is it's, it's, you know, I believe God has given us signs of, hey, here's when to start doing certain foods, doing different things. So we decided to give her food as soon as her bottom teeth poked through. So she has two little bottom teeth came, came out of the bottom of her, of her gums there. And we're like, okay, now it's time to start introducing food. And we, we typically introduce one food at a time. We give it a day or two. We introduce another, then another. We have her more on a mono diet where she at the first eats one food at a time because it's really easy for your body to digest that way. And then eventually we'll start doing two foods together and then three down the road. And then we even introduce some things that are more considered maybe not the healthiest of foods, but still an actual food later on, for instance. So we will introduce dairy into her diet like cow's milk, but we'll probably actually do a little goat's milk first and then do cow's milk and not in large amounts. And just sort of, it's actually a natural way of of immunizing a child, supporting their immunity or strengthening their immunity over time. And so we started off with um, with carrots and she was kind of like, hey, these are okay. I like breast milk better, but hey, this, you know, <laughs> I, I can tolerate this. I love when they talk to you, her, honestly. Yeah. And then we gave her avocado and she thought it was the greatest thing ever. I mean, yes. literally she will sit there and eat like, it's a lot for her. Right? I mean, like half an avocado. So she will just down avocados. And um, so that's been the biggest hit. But the worst hit of all by far was peas. I mean, she thought we had given her, you know, like put, you know, some sort of tar or something like that in her mouth. I mean, it was just gross. But anyway, so far, the avocado is the, uh, it's the big winner. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. And those healthy fats. How fun. Before you became a dad, was there any... You know, conversations. I, I just love this parenting topic because we've been getting a lot of questions from our community as they become new moms, dads, et cetera. But, you know, conversations with your wife about, you know, the health of your future children and just kind of the intuitive way in which you parented. Did you agree on that? Were there any resources or um, yeah. things that you dove into before becoming a parent? 
Yeah. So Chelsea and I, even when we were dating, we had these deep conversations. I mean, I think we were both raised to know that the values that we share are so important. If you're going to marry somebody, sharing values and both being committed to grow in the same way together. So we were both had a relationship with God and believe we both were aligned. Like we were called to love God, love people and make earth a better place. And so like, those are our values and raising that type of child. So I think for us, here's the other thing, like we're in a relationship, people may not like this word today, but we're mutually submissive. If Chelsea feels really strong about something, I know she loves our daughter just, you know, with, with a, with an unfailing love. And so for me, like, I know that's Chelsea. And so if Chelsea feels strongly about something and then I'm going to say, you know what, you know, what, babe, like, Hey, I honor you. I, I I'm, I'm submitting to your, your, what you want to do, your will with our child. And if I feel strongly about something, Chelsea does the same. So I think we have that mutual, mutually submissive, loving relationship and that we end up in a good spot because of that. And to say we agree on every time, this is just like the littlest thing, but like, you know, even in, we have the same mentality in terms of how we feed her. But Chelsea's like, well, maybe we should, you know, because Chelsea's trying to fill her up more and like, hey, let's do some rice and some more carbs. I'm like, hey, let's do a little more fat. Anyways, <laughs> we were gonna, I mean, it's just such a small thing, right? You're like, but, I wrote um, keto diet. Yeah, on. literally. <laughs> you put that in your crib. Yeah. So anyways, but we end up we end up in a good place. And I think Arwen ends up in a good place because of, but we definitely have some of those conversations. We did have a great resource. We have a we're friends with um Genevieve Howland, who operates a website called Mama Natural. And mm. she has got a book that is absolutely fantastic. And so I'm trying to remember the exact name of the book right now. But she goes by Mama Natural, I think is her website. And her book was one of the best. She has a pregnancy book and program that is just fantastic. So we, mm. we, we, we talked to Genevieve a lot. And that was a, that was a good resource. Love that. Yeah, it is. It's like the mutually submissive thing. It's just really like honoring each other's differences and being like, I see that you care about this thing a lot that I don't care about as much. And I'm going to honor that in you and you're going to honor that in me. And I think that's Mm -hmm. so, so important. I think that key actually is something I've learned being in a relationship the longer longer it's gone has been something I really noticed that the less fights about that kind of thing when you're honoring what they want and they're honoring what you want is so important. Mm -hmm. And... I want to talk about today, really what's going on in the world where there's the conversation about COVID, there's the conversation about immunity and really supporting um, ourselves as naturally as we can. So what have you been suggesting for people to support themselves during this time? Yeah. So, so, so what I suggest is exactly what I would do myself, what my wife does, what we do with our daughter, Arwen, what we recommend to our family and our parents and all the people we care about. And we, we're always conscious of, hey, if we're going to tell someone else to do it, this is what we're going to walk out. And so, you know, one, I'll say, despite what people have in terms of what they decide to do with a, with a shot or not a shot, I'm not going to say anything about that. What I am going to say is the importance of strengthening our immune system. One of the things we have seen with this virus is that the people that are the most susceptible are people with pre-existing conditions. 96% of people that have had a fatality have a pre-existing condition. And one of the things you'll keep hearing the same word with that's related to all of those conditions is immunodeficiency. Deficiency of the immune system, a weakened immune system. So what do we want to do? You got to strengthen your immune system. How do you do that? You do it with food. You do it with lifestyle. Certain nutrients are key. Certain foods are key for that, according to medical research. And I will share, share, share this with you guys is that uh, 
you know, I had come out with about a year ago, I came out with a podcast and I had mentioned, here's exactly some of the nutrients important for fighting viruses. And I got a little backlash of people saying, you know, hey, where's the research? How can you say this? And hey, you need to be completely dependent upon a medication. And I was like, listen, we know that if your immune system is stronger, your immune system kills a virus. Your own body kills a virus. Um, And so strengthening your immune system can only help. And then now they're coming out with all this research. Like, yes, vitamin D is effective. Yes, zinc is effective. So what I want to recommend first is you strengthen your own immune system. That gives you control. Like a lot of people, here's what frustrates me. So many people today want to have and decide and they choose a victim mentality. There's nothing I can do. I, I, I'm a victim. If I, if I get it, I don't know what will happen. Like nothing is in my control. The truth is a lot is in con- your control. Now, not all things, not all things are in your control, but some things are in our control. What you put in your mouth, that's, that, that's in your control. And so according to medical studies and according to ancient Chinese medicine, I'm going to share, here's the top foods and supplements that absolutely will help strengthen your immune system. So according to ancient Chinese medicine and Ayurveda, foods that are light yellow in color are the immune strengtheners. So chicken broth, right? Chicken broth, your gut is made up of 70% collagen, your gut lining. And in order for it to regenerate and heal and be healthy, you need collagen. And so bone broth is made up of 90% collagen. That's what it is. And it's the ultimate gut building food. We know we've heard the stat, 70% of your immune system lives in your gut. And that's because that's your gut lining and those probiotics. But mm-hmm. so, so you really want to consume foods that are going to help repair and build collagen and the whole gut, you know, your gastrointestinal tract. So bone broth is number one, specifically chicken broth. The reason why, interestingly, chicken broth, you know, when you're sick, no one's ever like, like go drink a bunch of beef broth. It's always chicken mm-hmm. broth and chicken soup. Reason being chicken broth has something unique in that it not only has collagen, which is the most important thing, but it also has glucosamine, chondroitin, and hyaluronic acid, which are known as collagen boosters. They're actually compounds that are that partly make up your gut as well and your joints. And so that's why chicken broth is so good. Chicken broth helps nourish and strengthen your immune system. That's the number one food. After chicken broth and doing different forms of bone broth and collagen, consuming foods that are rich in things like vitamin C. So lemons are going to be great. Uh, kiwis, goji berries, but doing some of those vitamin C rich foods, but specifically yellow foods are going to be good. Miso, like miso soup. Um, so miso is a fermented soy. It's a probiotic rich food that contains a unique probiotic that strengthens your immune system. And then ginger, right? So when I was a kid, anytime I was sick, and I'm sure with you ladies, it's the, probably the same mm-hmm. thing. My mom ginger gave ale. me chicken vegetable soup mm-hmm. and ginger ale. Yep. All right. And so now ginger ale, I'm like, where did she get that idea? Actually, I was talking to a guy yesterday and he was like, my mom always gave me Coke, which started off as ginger ale, but then I just thought Coke is kind of the same. (laughs) Not ginger ale or Coke, it's ginger herbal tea. Okay, that's the ancient Chinese remedy when you're sick. But again, it's that color yellow. Also getting garlic and onion and those sort of things in a vegetable soup. But you'll notice they're all light yellow in color. They're all immune strengtheners. And then getting orange foods like carrots and pumpkin and butternut squash, and then green foods like dark green leafy vegetables. That's the ideal meal. So doing bone broth and chicken and some of those meat-based products, doing loads and loads of vegetables that are green and orange and yellow, lots of herbs and spices. 
if you can follow a diet like that, that's the ultimate diet for boosting your immune system. And in combination, probably doing some, you know, again, miso is a fermented food, but sauerkraut is great as well. That sort of thing. I've in bought terms of sauerkraut so many times and I can never eat it. Oh, it really? literally sits in my fridge. I'm like, I'm going to do sauerkraut today and it sits in my fridge. <laughs> um, just quickly, really fast before we move on to the next one. Why yeah. do herbs and spices help? I don't, I don't understand sure. how that's, that's helpful. Yeah, that's a great question. Well, let me hit on the vitamins, then I'll hit mm-hmm. on the herbs. So th- three main three main nutrients. Zinc, number one. Zinc is important because it's the mineral responsible for tissue regeneration. So, And it's responsible for your body actually building and creating a certain amount of immune cells. And so zinc is, is number one mineral you should take. Then vitamin D and vitamin C. Those are just important for your body's immune response. Um, so if you're wondering, hey, what nutrients do I take? Zinc, vitamin D, vitamin C. Herbs, I recommend, and one is a berry, but elderberry, echinacea, and astragalus. The, the way that herbs work is they help bring nourishment and strengthen certain organ systems. So for instance, uh, echinacea. Echinacea is known as a lung strengthener, okay? What we've seen with a lot of viruses, certain viruses affect different areas. Some affect your joints, some affect your lungs, some affect your blood. So it really depends on the virus. That's why sometimes people with a virus get a sore throat. Some people get really weak. Some people get joint pain. Some people throw up. That's a bit of if if the virus affects more of your digestive system. Some people have trouble breathing. So different viruses affect different areas of the body. Echinacea primarily is a lung a lung strengthener, and the two most primary parts of your immune system, according to Chinese medicine, are your lungs and your colon. So echinacea, even in medical studies, has been shown to work as an adaptogen for athletes, increasing their endurance. So, so what a lot of herbs do is they will help strengthen different organ systems. And think about it like this. If you want to strengthen your muscles, you consume protein, right? And it's the, the actual, it's a principle called like supports like. You, can, you consume you know, that portion of the animal that makes them up. So like a, a steak mm-hmm. or a chicken breast, those are the muscles of the animal. So they support your muscles. Um, all that being said is echinacea is a lung builder, which is why it's very good. Elderberry is a uh, it, it activates your immune cells is really what it does to, it, that's going to cause those cells to kill off viruses. okay So it's causing your cells to kill off viruses is part of what it does. Astragalus is very similar in that way. So some of them really, you know, some herbs strengthen your own body, some tonify and nourish your blood. Um, so it, it just, it, it really depends. Yeah. You also yeah. mentioned lifestyle changes and, yeah. you know, you mentioned in the book, toxic emotions. And I'm just curious, especially this past year, um, you know, lots of fear, lots and lots of fear, stress. And I just have to imagine that it's affecting our immune system. So I would love to talk about that connection uh, to immunity. Yeah. So there are really both in today's medical science and in you know the you know nearly 4000 years of ayurveda and, and chinese medicine they talk about this in today's science it's, it it never goes very deep our our science today is very actually superficial in what it looks at so they'll kind of lump it in with stress okay so but there are studies that show that stress increases your likelihood of getting a number of conditions but also a cold and flu and being susceptible to viruses so that research is there 
in ancient Chinese medicine, different emotions affect different organ systems. And so three, I want to hit on number one, you mentioned fear. Okay. Fear affects the adrenals, right? We know this, Mm -hmm. right? It puts our body in a fight or flight state. Your body produces more cortisol. What happens when cortisol is up, your melatonin never gets very high at night. And so what it really does is it puts your body in a position to where it is not regenerating and recovering. Your body is in, it has sort of this balanced immune system of what's called your sympathetic and your parasympathetic nerve system. Your sympathetic is when your body gets in a protective state. It's saying, I'm running or I'm flying and I'm sending blood flow to the brain for alertness and extremities to be able to fight or run. And your body's in a protective state. When your body's in a protective state, it can't heal and regenerate. Your body isn't secreting hormones properly. It's not digesting well. It's why if you're out running a 5K run or doing a workout, you can't eat a cheeseburger because your body's like, no, all your listen, I'm protecting myself right now. I don't have time to digest. I don't have that energy. So, so, so you have this balance of these, these, these nervous systems and fear keeps you out of balance to where your body literally cannot heal and regenerate. A study came out recently that found melatonin as a supplement could be one of the most powerful supplements for fighting a cold and flu and numerous viruses. Okay. So the recent medical research, now I don't think everybody should take melatonin. You should get your body in a position to where, or you can, listen, if you're having a real hard trouble sleeping, I do think melatonin and CBD and some of these things can be good. And it's not a long-term solution but that being said, that research really proves that you want to get your body out of that fight or flight state, out of that fearful state. And the other thing is worry and grief. Grief is having essentially you've had something happen to you in the past and you have not been able to let go of it. You are still living with the day, mm-hmm. like unforgiveness, like something you had a type of trauma in your past and you're still living with it. Or maybe, hey, you had this dream and you had this thing you wanted to happen in life and it never happened and you're still mourning that it never happened. So there are lots of forms of things that we are holding on to from the past. But that actually emotion I'm sharing with you, that form of unforgiveness or that, or that loss that you've... Like a divorce or a loss of a loved one, if you're still living with that today, that is actually the number one emotion or network of emotions that weakens the immune system. That's number one. And then fear is the other and worry is the other one. But those are the emotions. And here's what's so sad today. Our medical system, I can tell you because I had a mom who was in the medical system her entire life growing up because of her cancer treatments and everything else. The first thing they did, even when I was a kid going into a lot of these physicians' offices, is they, they, they start off with fear. It's the first thing they do. Mm-hmm. Hey, your chances aren't... You, know, you, you have a lower, lower percent chance of this. Hey, if you don't do this right now... You might die, or you may never not get pregnant, or you might, you know, or you're going to have to be on this the rest of your life. I mean, it's really a fear-based system today, and fear is manipulation. It's the opposite of love. We've heard heard this like fear, manipulation, control. They're the exact opposite of of love. And so, you know, I do think it's important for people to be conscious of: Am I feeling fear? Like, is by myself living on the news all the time and checking social media every five seconds? Is that putting you in a state of fear or hope? It's putting everybody in a state of fear. So, what do you want to do instead? You know, listen to positive podcasts. You know, read um, books on personal growth. Read things that are spiritual that are going to support, give you hope and faith in your future and in God, and focusing on make, you know the positive things in the world. So I do. So, anyways, I'm so glad you asked that question because I think it's critical to our immune health that we focus on fostering these positive emotions. 
Yeah, it's huge. Completely. And the thing with the, you know, the media and the news and stuff too, I was thinking about it today of how people give their power away. And in the medical system too, unfortunately, when you're put in that fear state, you often give your power away, like the power of knowing your body, the power of yeah. asking the questions. And I think we do that quite a bit in media. When we're engaging in media, we're giving our power away to tell to them to tell us what to think or feel. Um could go on forever about that. But I wanted yep. to ask, how do you then process your emotions and feelings? Like, do you go to therapy? Do you talk with your wife? Do you take a walk? Like, if you ever have grief or fear coming up, what do you do with it? Yeah, so a few things. One, I go to God first, and then I go to my wife, and then I go to my wise counsel of people that I really trust. And and so, and, and here's what this might look like. Like, for instance, if I am... Just, just, just share, like, you know, in the past... You know, a few weeks I had a day, a morning where I woke up and, you know, I, 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 I don't, I'm not on the news very often. I probably check it, you know, in a certain, a website or two and I don't watch news. I don't scroll through it. I just, cause I know it's not, it's just not a healthy mentality, but I want to be informed and at least know what's going on in the world. And that informs me how to pray and how to, how to know how to live, you know, to, 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 to a degree, make certain decisions. But, but I saw it on there. I was just a little discouraged that, People are so willingly giving up their freedom and acting the way that they're they're doing, and so I got a little discouraged. And so the first thing I did is I just went to God, and I just said, God, you know what? I'm discouraged right now. Like I have been praying, I've been, you know, I have been fasting, I've been tr- trying to act with kindness, and I've I've been acting with kindness and love. And I just, I just want to, you know, I'm discouraged this morning, but just know, God, I know that you are a God that. Uh, is um, all loving and all powerful, and you hold this world in the palm of your hand. And I just said, God, like I just would you encourage me this morning? And I spent time. I opened my Bible. I spent time reading and just focusing on. You know what? I can't control some of these things going on in the world. And I went back and started started meditating on what can I control? I can control getting out. You know walking out in our living room right now and telling Chelsea I love her. I can control getting down there with Arwen who's eight and a half and like, you know, playing with her for a minute. I can control when I get on my business calls today, you know, encouraging my team and telling them I am proud of you. I am so impressed with the things you've done with excellence and nourishing them and supporting them and leading. And so all that being said, you know, if I get discouraged, I first go to God and then I'll share things with Chelsea like like babe, like hey, I am, you know, <laughs> I'm discouraged right now. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and we'll talk about those things. And then if, you know, if, 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 um, and then I have other people, you know, Jordan Rubin's a really good friend of mine, some other people, people that I really respect. I really respect their input. Um, you know, I, I may share with them as well and, and talk with them, but that, that's for me, like I'm really conscious of also who I listen to because, you know, I could easily get on the phone with somebody and say, hey, I'm discouraged today. And they're like, yeah, hey, me too. And not to say you can't do that because I think that's okay. Because sometimes, like when I talk yes. to Jordan, he's like, you know what? Me too, buddy. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think that's fine. But then by the end of the conversation, it shouldn't be the world is falling apart. You know, I'm thinking of this line in Dumb and Dumber, our pet's heads are falling off. <laughs> I don't know. You guys. But, One of my you know, like you don't want to <laughs> end on that note. Yeah. But again, I think for me, having that community, having that relationship with God, a deep relationship with my spouse and my wise counsel, and these people I really can confide in and can encourage me. I think that's so important. That's that's that thing, right? We become who we surround ourselves with. Like Surrounding ourselves with encouraging people, I think that's number one. And then number two, fostering these positive, healthy emotions. Mm-hmm. And so if I, like, if, if I want to increase my level of 
love and kindness, like I'll go for me. And again, I'm not trying to make this religious. I'm just sharing what I do. Mm-hmm. Like I'll go to the Bible, 1 Corinthians 13 and read, love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it does not dishonor others. And so I know like love, like for me to talk negatively or dishonor somebody, that's not, that's not loving. And so if I'm wanting to work on those things, I'll, I look up Bible verses and, and positive quotes and those things and meditate on those. Mm-hmm. So those are some of the things I do to really, you know, change my, uh, you know, my, my, my mindset, if it's not in a, in a good place, or even if it is in a good place, I make sure I continue to, they're like daily exercises, yes. right? Daily exercises mm-hmm. for building our, our character. Love that. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. Just that, that the, the way in which you talk about your faith is, is really beautiful and inspiring. And I think, you know, this is, we won't go down this path right now, but just how we've been separated from what created us mm-hmm. and how we seem to depend solely on ourselves. And, or if that feels like too much, we go to everyone else, to the media, mm-hmm. to, you know, social media and, you know, to go to God first. And we've been talking about this a lot on the podcast, just the power of that relationship with God, power of prayer is so incredibly powerful. I mean, it changed our lives this year, especially with what was going on in 2020. And and I think truly affected my health mm. in a huge way because I just had this, you know, I, I didn't feel immune to the virus at all. We were taking precautions, but there is this trust in the way in which we were created mm-hmm. um, to be able to navigate this time and, and uh, find that greater purpose. So I appreciate you sharing that. Um, Okay, I want I want to shift a little bit to the book, which is just so incredible. I feel like I'm always very excited when you write a book. <laughs> I have all your little books in my I kitchen. Know, I'm like, oh, it's thanks. so cute. I just lay them. It's like Dr. X. Dr. X. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just think you're so so thoughtful. And it's mm-hmm. um, not only with... I was actually really excited about the recipes in the back, but um, as well. And I, I, I was really curious about the circadian clock, because I think, you know, that is one piece that I actually don't know a lot about. And um, just another kind of piece of the puzzle to get to know your body better. Because I I just find that as I know my body better with the systems, with perhaps uh, the, in this case, kind of the timing of eating, sleeping, et cetera, which I can tap into more intuitively could be that like missing link instead of kind of following what everyone else is doing. So I'd love to know more about the circadian clock. Yeah, so this is pretty amazing. You know, one of the things that's so impressive about ancient Chinese medicine and Ayurveda and these ancient forms of medicine is how well they got to know the body outside of, you know, a lot of the technology we have today in testing and, and knowing certain things. In fact, I'll say this, you know, one of the things they were able to do is they were able to do essentially millions of individual case studies to see how the body works. They started noticing patterns, taking those patterns and saying, oh, I see this affects the body in this way. For instance, they started noticing when you eat different flavors of food, it affects a different organ system. We know sour really affects the liver and part of the gut. We know that bitter affects the heart and the gallbladder for di- uh, for releasing bile. Uh, sweet affects the pancreas and your insulin levels. And so they were just very, very aware of all these different things. One of the things they became very aware of as well 
is what's called your body clock, or it's called a Chinese medicine clock. But certain organ systems are stronger certain times of the year than others in certain parts of the day. So this works seasonally as well. So it's like what, you know, in the fall, most people eat, like think about Thanksgiving meal. It's like sweet potatoes and pumpkin and turkey and those sort of things. Though those foods are all, you know, sort of, or carrots, like these are orange foods. These are fall foods that um, actually nourish your digestive system. They're the perfect foods to eat in the fall. And in the fall is when your digestive system is at its strongest, your pancreas is at its strongest. So your body can actually tolerate a little bit more in terms of carbohydrates in the fall versus the spring is when that system, the pancreas, it's at its weakest. And that's when you should be doing more, but the liver is at its strongest. So that's an ideal time to do more fasting and cleansing and, and, and getting sugar out of your diet during that time of year and that sort of thing. So, so this also works on a whole year-long scale. Now, on a daily basis, your lungs and your, uh, like your large intestine and your lungs are the strongest from about 3 a.m. to 7 a.m. So your large intestine specifically, we were sort of designed to wake up between 5 a.m. and 7 a.m. at some point. And that's when your colon is tonified and at its strongest. And so doing things to support your colon, taking probiotics, drinking water, going on a walk, so just moving a little bit there to support those organ systems is, is really important. After that, um, you're going to have the stomach meridian is the strongest or the stomach organ system. And so, you know, eating breakfast around that time or even up to 11 a.m. I mean, you don't have to eat right at seven. It could be any times from seven to 11 a.m. But that's when your body can tolerate the most carbohydrates. And then you'll notice at night in the evening, you start getting into that's when your liver and your gallbladder are the strongest. And then your body tolerates fat more. I don't know if people have noticed this. Like, I can eat quite a few carbs in the morning and at lunch. If I have a lot of carbs at night, I wake up the next morning feeling like I have a hangover. That's why I I don't like pasta, really. I've never liked pasta because it made me feel like butt in the morning. Yeah, it does. And the reason is, is that system of your body is the weakest at that point. And you're not meant to have a lot of carbs at night versus your body digest fat very well in the evening. And so anyways, these organs... And, and then your stomach is more... I mean, that's going to be a little bit your uh, protein digestion too. But all that being said, it's it's sort of this, this TCM clock is you have organ systems that are stronger and weaker at different points of the day. And that can kind of dictate maybe what you are... What you're doing. So for instance, too, like your... Uh, your kidney and your adrenal and some of your reproductive organs are stronger later in the evening. Not to say you, somebody can't have um, you know, sex in the morning, but again, in the evening, it makes more... That's when that organ system is stronger. People will notice if you're lifting weights, you're stronger in the late afternoon when those hormones are at their peak. Because we know your body goes through these rhythms, right? Melatonin is higher at certain times. Cortisol is higher at certain times. Your your uh, you know your hormones of testosterone, estrogen, progesterone, even thyroid hormone those fluctuate and change during the day, and and that really affects which organs are stronger or weaker at certain times of the day. So, anyways, this TCM clock really was able to dial in you know what to do at certain times uh, you know at certain times of the day. For instance, your heart meridian 
is really strong in the evening. And those are times you should be spending connecting with your family and loved ones and playing games and laughing and doing those sort of things. Like your bodies, our, our bodies are wired that way. That's mm. so sweet. The, I love that. Does that differ between men and women? That like the the fluctuations? I'm thinking, I'm like... <laughs> I told my boyfriend that at night it's not the best for me to get down. He's yeah, I'm tired. Like, <laughs> After listen, dinner, it, 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 it's not. These rolls, that was just a little bit. I was just saying, because your, your kidney meridian is strongest between five and seven. So, you know, five and seven is different than, you know, 11 and 12. But all that being said... <laughs> five and seven okay, is my uh, dinner time. I'm down for a five o'clock vote. <laughs> I actually read yes, totally. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. So, so yeah, so you're going to have that meridian struggle. But, you know... What, what between men and women, it's you know, in terms of I, I can't answer that. Uh, I can answer monthly, of course, mm-hmm. for um, women, right? Yeah. So, 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 so you're, of course. I mean, your your hormones are going to be different monthly, or you oh, know, yeah. different right. hormones are going to be stronger than others. Isn't it women's is a monthly cycle and men as a twenty four hour cycle? Um. Yeah. I mean, hormone, uh, hormone wise, yes, hormone yeah. wise, yeah. yeah, hormone wise, correct, yeah. Wow. Yep. I'm smart. (laughs) Um, I was loving in the book too about the adrenal body battery. And I wanted to talk about that. I know a lot of our community, I think when we think about, and when I think about my own experience with adrenal fatigue four years ago, I I can trace back a lot of symptoms I was having to the actual adrenal fatigue, which obviously leads to other things going on in the body. And I think it's something that when people are feeling this intense fatigue and you know, all these symptoms, especially with what's going on today where we have so much stress and all these things, the adrenals are really affected. So I wanted to talk about the adrenal gland, um, what it's connected to, what it affects, and what sort of symptoms people are having when they do have adrenal issues. Yeah, it's a great question. So, you know, the uh, the adrenal gland... Now, in Chinese medicine, the adrenal glands, they call them the kidney because they're, they're part of the same... It's sort of kidney adrenal... But um, they call it, if it, they're low, they call it a uh, a chi deficiency, mm-hmm. is what it's you know in Chinese medicine. But uh, the adrenals essentially are a battery that then affects and sends energy to all of your organ systems. So in Chinese medicine, when you're looking at the health of somebody, looking at how healthy the adrenals are is a really big indicator on how the whole body is doing. It, it's a really big deal because think about this: if you have Imagine you've got this big this battery and then you've got little cables going out to that are powering your laptop and your phone and all these things. Well, if the juice on that is low, it can't energize all of these other all these other things. So the adrenals are really, really important for um, essentially supplying energy to your entire body. So if you're so for instance, if your stress hormones get really out of balance and you're stressed all the time and your adrenals are going, your entire body gets exhausted. That's the first symptom, right? It's exhaustion. Um, And feeling like even if you get a good night's sleep sometimes, you wake up the next morning, you're still tired. So number one sign is fatigue when we're talking about an adrenal issue. You know, Number two, this might surprise some people, may or may not, your motivation. Your level of motivation, like, hey, I want to get up and I want to go do things. I want to go out and I want to go and go on a hike. Like, I, w- I want to do things. So your level of motivation, that's the other big thing that's really effective. If you don't feel motivated, whether you're a, a male or a woman or what... like, like, like I, I see this with... By the way, here's a side note. Cannabis. 
if somebody overconsumes the compound THC, what that drains in the body is your spleen chi, which essentially is your adrenals. So those people that will wow. call potheads that may, may smoke too much or do too much THC, that compound is known for pulling and draining that area of the body. So they lack motivation or wow. excitement. Or so, so anyway, that's a kind of a big side note, but I just yep. you know, I thought, thought it that's might be interesting important. to know. <laughs> so, so, so that's the other big thing. In addition, what happens sometimes, the adrenals, is there's a really close relationship with the thyroid. So a lot of times people will notice, oh, my hair, my hair is getting thinner. Okay, so you can notice thinning hair, dark circles under the eyes. That's a that's a warning sign of of, of adrenal issues as well. That's a big one. Um, the other thing, the the adrenal has a relationship. We've heard this, like the gut is related to the brain, the gut's related to the immune system. The gut. One of the things I go through in the book is I show it's I think chapter ten or eleven, one of the later chapters. I show how all of the organ systems affect each other. So if the adrenals get down. One of the other big things that starts to affect is your sleep even, which is crazy because it's like you first off, you're already tired, but then you start getting some symptoms where you're not sleeping through the night. And so it's kind of because you think you'd sleep more, but no, what happens is those adrenals start to affect your heart meridian or that heart organ channel. And so you either are... The big thing is just not sleeping well. You may even sleep some during the night, but you're not sleeping well and getting fully rested. That's another big one for, for, for the adrenals. But if you want to know the two biggest symptoms, and, and I'm happy to answer more with this, but just to say the two biggest symptoms by far are fatigue and lack of motivation. Mm-hmm. Which is hard, you know, interesting and hard because it's like, as someone that's worked with depression in my life, it's like, that's also something I think when I'm depressed, yep. I'm like, I'm incredibly unmotivated. I'm incredibly tired. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting with a lot of these when we think about you know, how at times I could have potentially had adrenal fatigue and maybe thought it was something else or vice versa. And how often so many of these symptoms lead to other things um, and can lead to the to the same thing. Yeah. What's interesting in Chinese medicine too, there, there's typically two forms of depression. You have a depression that's related to this, what I, what I talked about earlier, that something has happened like a trauma in the past and you have shame around it, guilt around it, resentment towards somebody, and you're still living with that. And there's a depression that you and you have not moved on from it. Mm. And there's also the form of depression that is, you're just mo- it's that lack of motivation because you're just tired and you don't feel like you're moving ahead enough. And it's a but it's um, but th- that absolutely depression is another one of those things um, that the adrenals can can affect and anxiety actually too. Mm. Mm. I'm curious how the imbalances in the body are related to someone's predominant or dominant element in their body. Yeah. So and how yeah. that shows up differently. So I guess I would love to, you know, briefly go over the elements and then just how those yeah. imbalances can show up and we can shift them back to being in balance. Yeah. So according to Chinese medicine, and I, I think this is completely accurate, different Im- what actually causes somebody to have a disease is not as much genetic. Not to say... Now, they believe genetics has a role, but it's not the primary role, typically with diseases. It's more of the emotions you experience. So everybody, when they come into conflict or go throughout their day, react to things in a different way, right? So somebody, you know, if, if when they come into conflict... Let, let's say, for instance... Like, I'll give you an example. Jelson and I just moved into a new house and we don't have door handles and it's been... 
five months. Okay. Oh, wow. Oh, it's crazy. So we've ordered three times. Anyways, it's a whole thing. How do you open a a door? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I take my hand through the little door hole and we. Oh, that's amazing. Even when we have guests over now, it's a whole, <laughs> I know, love it because you guys it. have a night, really nice house. I'm sure. <laughs> that's yeah, the yeah. best part. <laughs> so, all that being said, well, you know, talking to the person on the phone today, I have a, I have a few ways I can, I can deal with this. One is some people would deal with it with anger. Now, that's the wood element. I'm actually a wood element. I could be angry or frustrated, frustrated or impatient. That's how my body, my personality is wired to get really frustrated with the person because wood elements are all about growth, okay? Like, I, like that's their thing. It's like, think about a tree or a plant growing. I'm frustrated because I'm trying to move forward in life. And these door handles are keeping me from like finishing this task. And so I could be frustrated. Frustration, impatience, anger, those affect the liver, gallbladder. So the diseases I am most susceptible to because of the emotions I experience are liver and gallbladder issues. Somebody else could get worried like, okay, their mind might go to, I'm, I'm frustrated because this project just isn't done. Okay. Someone else might be worried like, okay, what if we don't have door handles? What if somebody tries to break in or open a door? I'm in the middle of going to the bathroom and somebody's trying to come in, whatever. Okay. But they could have worry. Right, worry affects. You ever heard if somebody's really gets really worried, they'll say my my stomach feels like it's tied in knots. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Worry affects directly your upper digestive system. So somebody with worry is most susceptible to it affects the the really the the pancreas and the stomach. So it's most going to uh, cause issues like diabetes, uh, like easily gain weight. So people notice if they have a lot of worry, uh, weight gain, diabetes, um, acid reflux, any type of digestive issue. That tends to be what they're what 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 affects. By the way, pancreas issues. Though, that's a lot of issues because it's related to insulin. If insulin gets off, actually, that's the biggest thing connected, like PCOS, um, mm. you know, and uh, type three diabetes, which is also called Alzheimer's, so all kinds of issues. But that emotion affects that. Fear is all adrenal and kidney, right, and reproductive organs. So the emotion of fear, we know, like, if, the thing about this: if a child gets really scared at night. They can wet the bed because we know fear directly affects that organ system, mm-hmm. will cause disease there. And then you have just a couple others. You have, I mentioned earlier grief, which is also a form of depression, which is I've had something happen in the past and I haven't been able to move on from it. That affects the lung and colon. And then anxiety, you get really worked up about something, blood pressure affects the heart. We know that happens, right? Your blood pressure increases. This is all science too, right? Everything I'm sharing with you. So, so that's the big thing to know. Like, Based on your element, how you're wired, the, the actually probably most accurate way to know what element somebody is, is to for them to be able to recognize, this is the emotion. These are the emotions I have most frequently mm-hmm. on a natural... Not to say that somebody that's a wood element is never worries or what... And really, I don't very often, but if I would, it still wouldn't be. So all that being said, I um, yeah, your element, the way you're... And this was like the first personality profile. Like We might have taken the Enneagram or a Myers-Briggs or a DISC profile or personality profile. Isn't it amazing how accurate some of those are? You'll yes. read those. You're like, yes. wow, Chinese medicine's the same. This was the first personality profile that then was related to the things you should do for your health. So like, for instance, if somebody has adrenal issues and they're more of a water element, like my wife, Chelsea's a water element. And those people tend to be like, 
hey, let's go with the flow. Like their positive characteristics are they have a lot of wisdom. They're very deep people. They're like philosophers. And if you want wisdom in your life, you go to those people. So water elements are like that. But they also have a little bit of fear, like fear of failure, fear of letting other people down, those sort of things. But so for them, like doing more adaptogens are very important. Really dark colored foods like blueberries, seaweed, fish, like food from the water is good nourishing for those people. So to a degree, knowing what element you are can dictate maybe some foods you need to be more aware of. Now, seasonal eating does play a role in the conditions you have too. So, so there are multiple things, but I do think knowing your element and you know, knowing thyself is pretty important when it comes to... Because I don't believe... There's not one diet for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like All of us are unique individuals and Chinese medicine knew that. And it was really the first personalized diet was, was developed by those who developed TCM. What element do you think you are? I'm water. I think I, I thought I was water. I'm water. I think. You're, what do you think? I think you're. I think mm, metal. Me? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? What are the elements? <laughs> so, uh, so Krista. <laughs> yes. You are probably a water. Yes, water. Okay. L- looking at your body type, you similar to my wife. Like you can tell cheekbones. <laughs> some of your, but, but you, you can tell you can tell physically too. Yes. So you can tell physically. These cheeks um, do not lie. That's the thing is, I think I'm a little well, softer than you. So. No, well, I just um, was going by the the emotional. Okay, go. we'll let you. Yes, tell us. So, so, so Lindsay, I doubt you could be water, but I doubt you are. You, you're not. Okay. So you. <laughs> Facts. I'm gonna say it's not likely because you're 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 you're, you're you've got a longer face and you're in your note just yeah gotcha well, so, similar to me I think I think it's likely you're wood but you may not be I mean you could absolutely be something else you could be mm. like, like like metal element people tend to have a wider bridge of their nose they tend to have a little bit bigger earlobes they tend to have like a little bit of a more just chiseled body type like more square so okay so that's metal metal people are very black and white. They're very, they're ultra organized. Like they're very into justice. The world should, so, so that's very, wood elements are very much like very focused on personal growth. I want to get better every day. They're learners. Like they, they just. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I relate to that. I definitely relate to that. I Look think you're it. wood. And yeah. I think I like Christy, being whatever Dr. Axe is, you know? Yeah, honestly, <laughs> literally. Who are the celebrities that are water? <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, so uh, yeah, Scarlett Johansson's a water probably. Yes. Uh, think about like water, water, their voices too are very melodic. Do you ever see Jungle Book? Yeah. Um, the, the newer one where Scarlett Johansson is Ka, like she's the snake and she's talking in that yes. melodic. So, so people that have those voices that are very melodic and almost hypnotic, you know, a lot of yoga instructors actually, they mm. tend to be, there's a lot of water elements that are yoga instructors. Yeah, like earth elements are more jolly and happy and like mm. have a lot of times a little bit of crack in their voice, like like the high, mm-hmm. high pitch on the end of their tones. And so anyways, it's all. That's amazing. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Um, last one for me. I You mentioned something about PCOS and that was actually mm-hmm. the, the question that our community asked the most or they wanted us to talk about was PCOS. So any supplements they should take, any diet, yeah they should follow? Or what's your advice for people that are living with PCOS? Yeah. So with PCOS, um, the first thing I would say is it, it, it absolutely is related to insulin. You've got to take care of your pancreas. The emotion of worry is the emotion you've got to be most conscious of. Moving yourself out of a, out of a worried state. You know, worry... Um, you know, I, I think oftentimes, even in, in Chinese medicine, it's known to be an issue related to your identity. Okay. And so two things are related to identity. 
your self-worth and value and your sense of security. Okay. Like I'm I'm secure. So think about earth element. Like I'm protected, I'm secure, I'm taken care of. Okay. And then also my self-value and worth. So knowing your true identity. And for me, just bringing spirituality back in, like I have what I believe is a, is a strong identity because I know who my father is. I've got a perfect God. He's for me, not against me. So I don't worry about things that are out of my control because I know, hey, I'm going to do everything I can here. And then he's in control. And I know my identity as a child of God. I'm called, I know what I'm called to do. Love God, love people. Make earth like heaven, like bless this world and make it a better place. Mm-hmm. So knowing that, Knowing your identity, strengthening your sense of identity, your self-worth, and your security is key to overcome worry, which that's the emotion that affects that pancreas. And so that's number one. Number two, consuming a diet that's rich in uh, vegetables and some meat is the best diet. So loads and loads of cooked vegetables. And then some orange foods, carrots, and uh, sweet potatoes and pumpkin and butternut squash, those are very nourishing to the organ system as a grain oatmeal. But really, it's mostly a lot of cooked vegetables, a lot of wild organic meat is the best. From a supplement standpoint, I'm going to just read this. I'm going to show you guys this out of this book because I, because I actually cover PCOS in here. And just to give an example, I go through over 70 conditions in the book and going through the exact prescriptions oh, cool. for everything from hypothyroidism to Hashimoto's thyroiditis, to inflammatory bowel disease, to cancer and everything. And so I go through the top foods that heal, foods that hurt, the top supplements, essential oils. So right here, you'll read PCOS, Vitex, also known as Chasberry, is one of the top herbs because that really helps also balance two other hormones that are important, progesterone and estrogen. Also, holy basil, which is a relative, has a lot of the same benefits of cinnamon. Okay, Cinnamon would be another herb that's very, very good for PCOS because cinnamon and holy basil really balance blood sugar. That's their primary benefit they have. One of the other things too, uh, things you want to take care of with PCOS is your liver. So pancreas is the number one organ. Number two is the liver. So doing things like um, a little milk thistle and then also dong kwai to strengthen and build the blood is good. Um, but some of this stuff is in the book. But with PCOS, again, really balancing out your um, supporting your kidneys and your, and your, your pancreas is very important. And PCOS oftentimes is a root cause then of fertility, of, of infertility issues. And so you know, there's two things with fertility. In Chinese medicine, being able to conceive is related to your adrenal kidneys. And so consuming food, so getting enough sleep, not having fear in life, like working on that is very important. And then carrying a child, not having a, a miscarriage, being able to carry all the way through, that's really earth element. That's that pancreas and where that's so important and doing cinnamon and making sure keeping your blood sugar balanced. So those are sort of the things that are that are related there. Mm, love that. That's so helpful. Super helpful. Vitex has helped me a lot. I've taken it for the oh, past really? couple of years and it's easily... That and magnesium are my top supplements that I think have been the most helpful. That's awesome. And it makes sense too, because if you're talking about hormones, Vitex has such a great effect on estrogen, progesterone, but then milk, uh, then magnesium is actually really critical for liver function. So it supports the liver. Liver is a big... Is an organ that's responsible for a lot of hormone balance. So that's... Yeah. Makes sense. Wow. Cool. And just on that as well, I'm sure there's some connections, but I get a lot of questions about skin health and acne. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I went through a period of just like really intense like cystic acne and thankfully have kind of 
come to the other side of that, but would love to know again, you know, the herbs, lifestyle changes that could support clear skin or clearer skin. So those skin type of issues and acne is one thing like eczema and psoriasis are a little different too, but they all have this in common. It's called damp heat. Two things going on. Dampness and heat. Dampness is essentially candida or mucus or phlegm. Mm -hmm. And there's a way to get rid of that. And then also heat, inflammation. So those two things are going on with any type of acne. So the first thing to do is you want to consume a diet that helps eliminate dampness. That's going to be a diet that has a lot less sugar in it, refined grains, any of those oils, um, even egg whites, dairy, wheat, those things all increase dampness in the body. So getting rid of those is really important to eliminate the dampness. And then bitter herbs. Bitter is what dries dampness up. Mm. We get very little bitter. We get almost no bitter in our diet today. So foods that are a little bit more bitter are going to help. And then foods that reduce inflammation, that's the other one. And that are even a little bit cooling in nature. So think like uh, celery, vegetables are cooling, uh, especially celery and cucumbers and bamboo shoots, all those sort of things. Like these foods, spinach is very cooling. So doing a lot of those vegetables, but it's damp heat. For you, acne is damp heat in the liver. It makes a lot of sense for a wood element. So if you had a period in your life where you were really frustrated with what was going on or you were sort of angry with the situation (laughs) or whatever, like a situation in life like that, along with a few things that were off diet would absolutely cause that sort of issue. Yeah. I felt yeah, like it was okay, I, I felt like it was less about what I was eating and drinking although that wasn't definitely not on point but it it did feel much more about mm-hmm. lifestyle and emotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. A- absolutely and 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 your your actually your liver is known as they call it the storehouse of emotions it's one of the organs wow. that's affected first emotionally mm. which is why if your hormones are off or certain parts of digestion or other things or your skin a lot of that's related to liver. So anyways, yeah, I, I think that um, for, 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 for those people, what I would do is consume a diet rich in vegetables, berries, some healthy omegas, especially, and some healthy meat, especially fish. And then topically doing a, a manuka honey and aloe mm. and essential oils. Mm. Um, because aloe is cooling. It's going to help cool the skin. Manuka is going to help clear that um, excess bacteria Anyway, so that's yeah. that, that's one of the things. And, and then from a supplement, probably things that are going to affect the liver like milk thistle and even Vitex. Those are probably two of the top supplements for uh, for acne. Great. That's so helpful. I remember when I moved Ooh. to New York, I was like, didn't really know much about supplements. I took a lot of milk thistle and I was cramping so bad because it was like filtering my liver <laughs> to an extent that like hurt. I was like, why does this hurt? Justin's like, are you detoxing <laughs> from drugs? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> But most of the time when people take milk this, so it's best taken in the spring and early summer, even late winter, but taking it all year, even in the fall, it acts a little bit like a diuretic. Mm-hmm. So it'll actually so it'll actually cause people to cramp too, because anyways, because yeah. it, it'll dehydrate you a, a little bad, bit if you that do was too a, much. That wasn't a good thing though, right? The cramping. No. Okay. Too, I mean, too, much. Too, too much. I think I was taking too much and I was just self-medicating like a wild woman. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. This has been amazing. We, you know, just always love having you. And I think we have one other episode with you for people mm-hmm. to dig into. And then we've been on your show as well. So they can check out this episode and then yep. our second episode coming out, which is really exciting. Um, can you tell them a little bit more about the book and then the podcast? 
Yeah, absolutely. So um, first off, I, I always love coming on, on on your show. I think we have a real. Uh, I, I think I think we share a lot of the same values in terms of we want to help people. You know, use food as medicine and and change their lifestyle and improve their health, and but also their spirit and their mind. Um, this book, I'm super excited about. It. It's the book. I'll say this: it's the book I'm most proud of. It's I've had other books that like publishers have come and said, "Hey, Doctor, would you write a book on this?" And I have. This is the book that was sort of born out of my mom beating cancer. Mm. It was a book that was sort of born out of me wanting to give people a reference guide. Mm. So one of the things I love is like, hey, if somebody has a cold or flu, they can look up exactly what to do. If somebody comes down with acne or they have a friend who has again hypothyroidism, they can go in the book and say, "Okay, what are the top five supplements? What are the exact foods?" So it also acts as a reference guide. The recipes are great. We also had Dr. Oz rarely writes endorsements and he wrote an endorsement for this book. Wow. So we've had a lot of people Congrats. who have read the book and looked at it and said, wow, this is really unique information. Because I think too, sometimes you read nutrition books and it's like, I've already heard that. I feel like there's a lot of new and unique information here as well. So anyways, if people want the book, they can go to amazon.com and just search Dr. Axe ancient remedies or go to barnesandnoble.com or your local bookstores and bookstores nationwide. But even just go online, read some of the, um, you know, what, what some of the other doctors who've read it, what they've said about it, if they want to search ancient remedies, Dr. Axe. And then I'm on Instagram, Facebook. You can just search Dr. Josh Axe on there. But uh, but yeah, those are all the things about Amazing. The I love so all the good. studies are listed in the back, you know, that you mm-hmm. reference. And then it is really... Yeah easy to understand and use. And um, could people take a quiz to find out their element? I know it's in the book as well. Do people take it on the website? They can. So so yeah, in the book, we have a a quiz where you can find out your exact element. And there's a personalized diet there in there for exactly what you should do in there. We may have one online. If somebody searches Dr. Axe Ancient Remedies Quiz, there may be a quiz online as well, but there's definitely one in the book. Cool. Got to get that quiz up. Get those emails going. You're <laughs> your, right. your, team You're knows, right. your team knows it. <laughs> You're right. Amazing. Thank All right. You, Dr. Thank you guys Axe. so much. Thank you, Dr. Axe. Mm. We'll see you soon. See you soon. Thank you. Another good one with Dr. Axe. Thank you so much. His book is available now. And we've also been on Dr. Axe's podcast two times now. So you can hear Mm -hmm. two other episodes with us on his show. And he's also been on our show before. So if you want to search Dr. Axe Almost 30, you'll find those episodes on his show and the episode that he's been on ours outside of this one. Yeah. And we just want to thank our sponsors for this episode. Thank you so much to Woo More Play, Earth and Star, Uprising Food, and Issue. All of the discount codes live on our website as well as in the show notes. So you can get special discounts on your new favorite products. We appreciate you. We hope you have a great rest of the week and we will see you every Tuesday and Thursday for a new episode. See you guys soon. Bye. Bye.